0: Welcome to the Free To Be podcast, the podcast empowering female entrepreneurs to be exactly where they are and who they are. No more downplaying your success. No more hiding your struggles. No more trying to fit yourself into this neat, perfect little box. You get to be all of it, all of you, right here on the Free To Be podcast. I'm your host, Liza. Thanks for listening. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Free to Be podcast. Today, we have special guest April on the show. And April is an integrative nutrition health coach who created Nourished by April Flynn, also known as Nourished AF, which is a personalized health coaching experience. The program aims to help individuals improve their overall health and well-being through a holistic approach that focuses on nourishing the body, mind, and spirit. After healing from panic attack disorder, it became her mission to help others take their power back by managing anxiety through healthy habits and learning to nourish their relationship with food and their body. Thank you so much for joining me today, April. Thank you for having me.
1: I'm really excited to be here chat with you. I love your podcast. Thank
0: you. Oh, awesome. I love hearing that. Thank you. Well, I know that uh, our guests today are just going to have so much to learn from you. Um, so since you've listened to the podcast before, you know that with all of my guests, I like to play a little game of two truths and a lie. So do you have something for me?
1: I do. I do. And I was like struggling for a minute to come up with it, but I think, <laughs> think I'm ready. So, All right. Here we go. Um, I have lived in Atlanta. I have lived in Amsterdam and I have lived in Bermuda.
0: Ooh, okay. <laughs> and I I love when I don't know what the answer is either. Cuz you know some people on the show like if I, you know, follow them or just I'm talking like there's things that I kind of know but I don't know the answer to this. Okay awesome. I can't wait to find out what this is. So anyways, now we'll get into to the meat of everything today. So I the first question that I would love to ask you, because when I first met you, you were pursuing this health coach and and working towards all of that, but that really wasn't where your background was. Right. So can you yeah. tell me a little bit about like, who is April? Where did it start? And like, how did you get to where you are today?
1: Sure. So, um, yeah, when we met, I was in a completely different career. I was in insurance as an underwriter. So, I was, you know, doing a lot of business, finance, marketing, negotiating, um, using that analytical side of my brain. And um, that was great for the time that I did it. But I have always had this internal pull to help others in some shape or form. And prior to doing that career, I was actually a cosmetologist like you. And um, I've always kind of been in like a customer service role. Um, so to keep it short, <laughs> cause I could talk about this forever. Um, I struggled with um, a lot of different health issues And every time I went to the doctor, I was normal, tests came back normal, there was never an answer. And I knew at my core that there was something going on within me and I had to figure that out. So I went on a healing journey and realized that, you know what, I have the power to take my health back and Mm -hmm. really focus in on why I was feeling the way I was feeling, getting to the root of that, pause and really diving deep and saying like, why do I feel this way? How can I feel better? What is in within some of my control and what is not? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think there's a big power in, in that. So over the last decade, I have done a lot of healing and have come to find out that really there's power in food, there's power in spirituality, there's power in physical activity, movement, um, strong relationships, all these things that really encompass your whole life that I just, I don't know. I didn't really value at the time or realize there was a connection Mm -hmm. until I started that doing that deep healing. So Unfortunately, I lost my father in 2020 um, to COVID, and that really sparked a lot for me. Um, I decided, you know, no more waiting around on these dreams. I I need to pursue this health coaching. I think
0: I might have lost you, April. Oh, oh, are you there? Okay, I'm All back. Right. <laughs> All right, you're back. You're back. Okay, and that's ah uh, the beauty of our our modern <laughs> internet. We we can't live with it, and we can't live without it. Right right. Yep. It drops so in and out. You were starting to kind of go in and talk about, um, the journey of when, after you lost your dad.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, isn't that funny how I dropped out then? Um, yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: and there he is again. Um, <laughs> yeah. So after I lost him and I saw him go through a lot of health issues that probably could have prevented, could have been prevented. So I said, what's the point of waiting around on my dreams to becoming a health coach and helping mm-hmm. others heal themselves from the inside out so i last year actually did this program through the institute of integrative nutrition and it's something i've been wanting to do for like 4 years and i even told my dad i was like i'm going to do it and mm-hmm. he wanted to help me pay for it and i was like no i'm going to do it on my own just <laughs> super stubborn and so after he passed i said you know if if I'm never it it has to be now, like if I'm mm-hmm. ever gonna do this. Um so I did the accelerated program and as soon as I graduated I launched my business. Wow. Um yeah, and that's awesome. Prior to that, I have a little bit of other coaching experience and it was about women empowerment. Mm-hmm. So they kind of tie into in together, but um that was with a friend of mine, so It was like a a co business cooperation, and that was great. I learned a lot, but this is like my baby.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's (laughs) awesome. Excited. I love hearing about that. And we'll definitely, there's so many things that you said that I wanted to like jump back into, and I hope we'll we'll be able to cover all of it. But the first thing that you said that really stuck to me was about your curiosity, right? Because how many people, I mean, myself included, have gone to the doctor for different things of extreme fatigue or infertility or all of these different things, and the doctor just says, "Nope, your blood work came back fine. Everything's normal. Everything's normal." And so many people just say, "Well, my doctor said everything's normal. Like that's what it is." But you really got curious about that. Like, well, well, why? Why is this not not happening for me? Or why do I feel this way if everything's normal? And that's just such a beautiful quality to have i think i to have curiosity
1: oh yeah i completely agree and i don't know if that's just who i am as a human being cuz if you're into human design my chart is like full of going deep <sighs> figuring out what's going on having the patience to get through mm. that and going yeah. over it and over it and over it again mm. i i think you know you think you heal something and then it comes mm-hmm. back cuz it's like no you're not done yet <laughs> right <laughs> and i honestly like that i think there's no arrival point ever mm-hmm. like i think we're just on a journey and some things you may never touch again but then there's a lot of things that you have to repeat um yeah. but yeah i think there's so much power in being curious like you are going to be with yourself for the rest of your life so how do you make it easy and enjoyable to be with yourself?
0: Yes. Oh, I love that you're going to be with yourself for the rest of your life. That's so good. And when it comes to healing, you're so right. Like it is just a constant journey. It's something that you've never fully arrived. And if you're looking for that in your healing journey, like you're you're going to be sorely, sorely disappointed. <laughs>
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And like the more you dig, you start to, you know, evaluate where where do these thoughts come from? Where do these beliefs, these patterns, is it mine? Is it someone else's like, yes. uh, It's a lot of unlearning, (laughs) Mm -hmm. peeling back layers. um, And I might be sick, but I quite enjoy (laughs) doing that um, (laughs) because it opens up a new version of me every time. And I think there's a lot of strength and power in that.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, and you're right. It's like the, the, more you uncover, the more you expose is like the next layer. Like I used to hear people talk about like inner child work and I was like, I don't get that. I don't know about all that. And I had a great childhood. Like I had two loving parents. Like I had a great childhood. Like there's nothing there for me to uncover. But when I started doing it, it was like, oh, wow. And we don't think about the fact that, you know, as children, we're looking at things through. Through that lens, right? Like, we don't have our brain, your brain's not fully developed until you're like what, like 20 something years old, I think. Yeah, and so, like, as a child, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> it depends on the people sometimes. So, as I look at grown adults, I'm like, I don't think your brain's gotten there yet. But, <laughs> but, um, you know, like w- we look at it now and we're like, well, yeah, obviously that wasn't a big deal. But to a child, it was a big deal. And then that creates those, those thoughts and those beliefs of, where those things are coming from. And like you said, is this mine or is it somebody else's? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And
1: don't get me wrong. Like,
0: it's not fun to go
1: deep. Like, I might enjoy it jokingly, but it's a lot of uncomfortable situations that you have to kind of be like, hold up a mirror and look at yourself and be like, Oh, gosh, I, I kind of uh, was a part of that I I need to Mm -hmm. kind of work through that on my own. Um, so I think part of the reason why I wanted to become a health coach too, is because I have a lot of not worthy, not good mm. enough, self-doubt, imposter mm. syndrome. I think most women do. Yeah. Um, so where did that come from? Like I, my parents were the best. They were happy. They were in love. But my mom, love you, mom, if you're listening, <laughs> um, you know, was a, a very shy person. And I think I started to be mm-hmm. kind of like her cause I, I wanted to be my mom. I love my mom. Mm-hmm. But then I realized like, no, I am like a lioness inside and I feel mm-hmm. like a caged woman yeah. and I can't be hidden, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, there's, there's a lot.
0: To learn there and, and learn self-love. Taking care mm. of yourself is huge. Yeah, that's so huge. And I think that it, it's an interesting uh, generation for us because I think our mothers learned. They, they were like the starting generation of coming out. Like most of our moms, yeah. I think, of our generation were working or were out in the and like had an identity of their own. But most of their mothers did not. Like yeah. their mothers, our grandmothers were staying at home and were, you know, for lack of a better term, like seen and not heard or did what they were yeah. supposed to do. And then like our mothers were kind of getting out of it. But and now here we are, like you said, that was a perfect example. Like we are the lioness, like hear us roar, here we come. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to figure out like, how do we do that? How do we find our place in the world and make our mark when we're dealing with, um you know the generational not just generational trauma but generational yes. thought pat- patterns that have been passed down from our mothers from their mothers from their mothers and how okay. do we break through those things for the next generation
1: yeah exactly that's what i was thinking as soon as you said it it was like the generational trauma like we all are a part of each one like i guess we're in our grandmothers eggs like it keeps translating yeah. over and over and i'm like no wonder why we have these like encoded in our DNA and we mm-hmm. don't even know if it's ours or not. So I don't know. So, that might be really deep I,
0: for some people. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, it's so funny because I think about this. So they they do say, they say that, so like we were alive in our grandmothers because yes. as women, we are born with all of the eggs that we are ever going to have. So like we were in our And my grandmother... <laughs> <laughs> my, if my mom listens to this, if she's gonna cut My grandmother was a bit of a hoarder. Not a mm-hmm. bit. She was. She was a hoarder. Like when she died, and we had to clean out her house, we were like, "Oh dear God!" but so my grandmother she, too. Yeah. <laughs> also like a generational, thing, yeah. but she like did not let people come to her house. I spent a lot of time at her house growing up and like, I could never have friends over cause she never wanted people in her house because her house was always dirty because she was a hoarder. Um, but like now if I find out like my husband's like, Oh, so-and-so is going to come over to pick something up after work. I'm like, they can't come in our house. Our house is a disaster. He's like, you have laundry folding like on the counter. Like it's not nice. as I'm like, no, nobody can come over to your house. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is such a, my grand, like that is my grandmother coming out of my mouth. Yeah. Been there, done
1: that. And it's funny because I feel like most of my friends,
0: we've gone through this
1: and I'm like, I'll help you. I'll help you get the house. Clean. Don't worry. Like it's fine. And it, literally the house is not, it's already ready. It doesn't need right. to be ready.
0: <laughs> oh, so true. Yeah, you know, like I mean, like that's a light thing, but there's there's so many serious things where that could be. But like, it's kind of a a comedic thing to think about. Like, where mm-hmm. did these things come from? Like my the people that's coming over, especially if it's like my husband's friend that's coming to pick up. Like he's not thinking about it. He is not looking. He's coming over to pick up the tool or whatever it is <laughs> <Yeah>. and leaving. <laughs> does not care that there's dishes in the sink. But like that's my own issue. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So you're talking about, you know, one of the, some of the biggest revelations that you've had as you went through your own journey of feelings of unworthiness and imposter syndrome. And those don't sound like fun things to figure out about yourself, right? Like who wants to sit down and be like, oh my gosh, the root of this is because I think I'm unworthy. Like that doesn't sound like a really warm and fuzzy thing, but so can you talk a little bit about, you know, kind of how you got there? What was the journey that you took of uncovering those things? And then after you had the awareness, what do you do about it?
1: Yeah. So, um, I had to get to a very low point in my life to even be aware of the fact that that's what it was, um, that self-esteem aspect. But through most of my teenage life, I was always seeking validation from others, whether it was through a boyfriend or a friend or my parents, teacher, whoever, I was always trying to be like, look at me. I'm good. I'm worthy. Mm -hmm. Um, And it really boiled down to um, me being in codependent relationships Mm -hmm. and just getting so sick of being treated terribly. And I just, I couldn't understand why I was in these abusive relationships. Um, and I, I had to like, luckily I had a really good friend at the time who kind of opened this up for me. She was like an older sister and she was like April, like a lot of this is because of your choices. And I'm like, no, but they did it to me. Mm, (laughs) And I'm like, hold on. No, this is their problem, not my problem. And eventually I had to come to terms with like, no, I actually had a hand in this as well, Mm. because it really stems from me trying to fill that worthy gap. I want Mm. them to know that like I'm worthy. And so once Now, this is years of like figuring out. But once I got to a point where it was like, okay, you don't have to bear the weight anymore. You can give that up to something higher. Mm -hmm. whether That's the universe, God, whatever you want to name it. And know that you were born, your birthright is you are already enough. You are not Mm -hmm. too much. You are more than enough. As you are before anybody told you anything or did anything to you so I really had to go through this full awakening and then that's when you go into this void (laughs) and it feels like at first you're like oh I'm free and then all of a sudden it's like no no you're not free yet you have so much work to do and I like I said I don't think I'll ever be done and I'm okay with that Mm -hmm. um but It's also a beautiful void because you actually, it's like a time and space where it feels like nothing's working in your favor, but really it's like the biggest growth process. Mm. And you go into darkness, you feel the lowest of the lows, but it's like, um, you know, when you're pulling back an arrow and it's all that resistance and you just know as soon as you let go, it's going to take off. That's that point. And once I got through that darkness, I don't know. I just had this strength that I could leave behind my codependent relationships. I could rely on my self-love and my self-care to get me even further. Um, but it, it takes a it takes a lot of work, it takes looking at all aspects. Um, even down to food <laughs> and yeah. how you're feeding yourself on and off the plate. Um, I hope I answered that. I feel like yeah, the second yeah. Part.
0: <laughs> no, that was that was a a great answer, and I loved your analogy of being like an arrow, and when you're pulling back the the arrow before it launches, because that is so true. And I have been in that place in my life where it feels like nothing's happening, and. I also like, I give myself this analogy um, sometimes, or maybe it's not even an analogy, but like you think about like a tree that is planted, like an oak tree, and it might seem like it takes forever to grow, but underneath the dirt, underneath the surface, it's creating that root system. Because if it doesn't have the root system, when it shoots up, it's going to fall over right? Like if it doesn't have that foundation, and so often that void that you're talking about, that's what that is. It is creating all those roots that we don't see. We, mm-hmm. we, we, we just don't see it happening. And I noticed that in my business too. Like I think about how much I prayed for my business to be the way that it is today mm-hmm. and being frustrated that it took so long. But then I think like I wasn't the leader that i needed to be to be able to sustain the business that i have now like if i was handed this business 7 years ago it would have floundered but yeah. now because of the hurt the heartache the self reflection all of those things now i'm able to help it to grow to sustain it to to feed it what it really needs because of those dark times yeah oh
1: i love that it's so it's so true i mean if you're Building on a shaky foundation, it's going
0: to crumble eventually. Yeah. Um, exactly, and so, so and I think you can
1: I'll, relate that to everything, really.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, and so another, this is another podcast episode that's actually coming out next week. So um, I don't want to talk too much about it, but one thing that you said is, <laughs> is I have this rule in life, and my rule in life is after two, it's you, right? So it's like you have one codependent, one crappy relationship, two crappy relationships. On that third crappy relationship, you need to do a little self reflection.
1: For real. Yeah. You know? like,
0: <laughs> if I meet two people in a day that are just complete jerks, all right, mate. But if I meet a third person on the day that's the same day, it's a complete jerk, maybe I'm putting maybe up it's some vibes. Me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I'm a total believer in that. And energy speaks volumes, right? So, yeah. Yeah. There's so much truth to that. And I don't know. There's. There's always work to be done, but I don't want anybody to think that like it's a daunting task. I think it's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of beauty in the work mm-hmm. too. Um, oh, you you yeah. learn a lot about who you are, what you want, how you feel. I feel like we're not in touch with how we feel
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and we're missing that link. I think we're just told how to feel um, and yeah. we just think this is normal. And when yeah. you feel anything other, you're like, what is wrong with me? But really, so we true. need all emotions.
0: That's so true. And um, and actually through coaching, mm-hmm. I did a complete, I won't say a complete turnaround because also I'm still in the process of this, mm-hmm. but um, huge awareness around thinking that there were good emotions and bad emotions, yes, right? And so I think, I can't remember if we've talked about the Enneagram before or not. We have. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> if you have been in my vicinity, I have talked to you about the Enneagram. <laughs> so uh, I have an Enneagram eight. And so one of the key emotions of an Enneagram eight is anger mm-hmm. and feeling shame around the fact that my first instinct is usually anger, but also anger is passion, oh, right? Yeah. And so- <laughs> If I can make that mindset switch of like the reason that I'm so fired up about this is because I'm passionate about it. Mm -hmm. Suddenly it doesn't feel so bad. Um, And I actually uh, was working with a coach who encouraged me to make a a painting of what I thought anger was. Mm -hmm. And it was a really therapeutic process. And I had so many aha moments around that. But I I think that – and this is a shameless plug to you right now – going through this journey is really difficult, but going through it with somebody to guide you and working with a coach is, i, I it's invaluable. Like I mm-hmm. cannot put a number on it. And so if you are listening to this and you feel like you're in this journey and you need help, I encourage you to, to reach out to April um, because it, I never would have gotten to where I am had I not worked with the good coaches that I've worked with because I needed, especially as an eight, I needed somebody to push me to get me uncomfortable with my feelings. Because oftentimes you'd be like, well, how do you feel about this lies? And I go, well, I think like <laughs> no, 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 I didn't ask you how you thought what you thought.
1: <laughs> yes. We're
0: so in our minds all the time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's so true though, because you know I think that's why I wanted to become a health coach because I saw how much power when I, not only I've had coaches, business coaches, mentors, therapists, like I've had it all, friends, like family. Um, it like, it's like a boost, you know, you can do it all you want by yourself, but it might take you longer. Um, you might not go as deep, right. You might not even, you might just be blind to things that other people mm-hmm. can see. Um, and that's why I'm a huge believer in support and community. I think we're all unique and we all have strengths and weaknesses that can benefit one another. So I agree. I think there's so much power in joining forces with others. Um, yeah, especially and that's if what I love
0: change. That's what I love about the holistic, um, what you do as a holistic health coach too, because it's not just about um it's not just about, okay, we're gonna be healthy because we wanna lose weight or right. we wanna be healthy because of, you know, some superficial reason. Which not that there's anything wrong with wanting to lose weight or like right. or those things, but if that's your deepest why, it's usually not enough. It's it's usually yeah. not enough to get you through that next level. And it's so much more than just eating healthy and going to the gym 60 days a week, and I love that you are constantly if you um if you guys follow April or I'll put the link in to follow her on instagram um but when I follow you like you're constantly showing you doing breath work you eating wh- not just healthy food because it says keto or paleo or whatever, but because you're eating whole foods and I was actually recently talking to another friend of mine um. And she's also a health coach and she was talking about how it is eating well is showing respect for your body.
1: Yes. Oh yeah. And I,
0: I just thought I was like, wow, right. If I'm a self respecting person, I have to do this. Right.
1: Like who else is gonna take care of you in that that way? Yeah. It's true. It's everything that we put into our bodies, whether it's through our mouth or mind or wherever. Um, yeah. how do you respect yourself? And then that goes right back to how do you value yourself? Where does mm. that stem from? So, yeah, that's why I love the integrative approach, the holistic approach, because it's not just siloed off into one thing. It's all encompassing. It has to be working together as a whole. I mean, that's what I believe we're put on here to, to learn, to grow
0: yeah.
1: and um, figure out, yeah. you know everything.
0: <laughs> we like this idea of being able to compartmentalize, right? Oh, like yeah. this is this, this is this. And yeah, like you just said, like it, it really isn't, it's all encompassing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I find that really freeing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you're. That, I love that. Yeah. I mean, another going back to choices, we have a choice yeah. like that can either feel overwhelming or it can feel freeing.
1: Yeah. I have to say it. Ha- it did feel overwhelming at first because i did not feel safe within my body when i was going Mm. through my panic attacks and my anxiety i i didn't feel anchored or grounded and once i started my meditation practice my breath work um, all of that really helped again build that sturdy foundation so i felt Mm -hmm. safe to know that i could be free from this free from worry and fear um Learning to really lean into love more than fear was a huge obstacle for a while. But I'm getting there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's huge. And feeling safe. I love that you said about feeling safe in your body. And for people who maybe have never heard that terminology, that might seem like, "What do you mean, feeling safe in my body?" Does that like sounded so off to me not that long ago, a year or two ago? But I realized that there. Th- there's so much to unpack just in that so one much. sentence to a whole other podcast. Is, <laughs> yeah, I know it could be a whole other podcast exactly. But yeah, you know, that's been almost a mantra for me lately of that I am safe. Yeah. Like if I'm like stressed out about something like I am safe. I'm safe right now. I'm safe. I'm loved because our bodies, I mean, we're all essentially cavemen. Right. And like when we feel stress and anxiety, our body doesn't know whether or not we're being chased by a woolly mammoth about to die Mm -hmm. or if we're late for a project. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) our body doesn't know which one of those things are. So reminding yourself that you're safe is so important.
1: Yeah. And you actually can tie that back to how you eat too. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you are stressed and running around crazy, And you're eating fast. Your body doesn't have a chance to go into that rest and digest phase. It's constantly Mm -hmm. fight or flight. So stress, of course, causes inflammation and a whole host of issues. So learning to even just be mindful while you're eating, I think, is like a great first step for some people because (laughs) we're just such a fast moving society that We're not allowing our body to recognize, oh, I got to slow down and really digest (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: and not just consume. Oh my gosh, I struggle with that so much. I have such a hard time with that even now. And I I am aware and I am conscious of it. And sitting down, unless my husband and I are sitting down having dinner, Mm -hmm. but that's pretty much the only meal. Every other meal, I am also doing something else. Breakfast I'm probably on my phone. If I'm at having lunch, I'm working. If I'm having a snack, I'm working or I'm driving. Like very rarely am I sitting down to eat and only eating. I know.
1: I know I I struggle with it as well because I think of being a, a cosmetologist you're, you're in the back mixing color you're trying to eat like yeah, I still have flashbacks of that. Um but yeah. I also through learning more about my human design, I found out that I digest whether it's food or information. While wow, there's like a buzzing noise, or some mm. something has to be going on, and that helps me. I know. So, so there's like a there's a balance, right? Like, yes, I want to be mindful of what I'm doing, but I can't do it in a complete silence because then my mm. body's like, well, now it's time to go to sleep. You know, when I sleep, I need no noise.
0: So, so, remind me of your human design type. I know we've talked okay, about this. Before um too, but...
1: I am a projector. projector so. Okay. I uh, do things very differently. I know it's like a small percentage of people that are projectors. Um, I have to literally talk out all my thoughts for me to even figure out what I want or need at the time. So I will be that person that's talking to herself a lot.
0: Um, Love it. Yeah. I call that a staff meeting.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> so good. I'm using that one.
0: Yeah. So
1: yeah, there's there's so many things to the human design and I'm not an expert, but I just find it
0: so interesting and spot on. It's crazy. What about where are you again? I'm a a manifestor. And I don't know a whole lot about it, but I know every time I read something, I'm like, yes, that is accurate. I know we've talked about getting together and doing like a human design night, which we still need to we do. We need to do April that. and I are, are lucky enough to live in the same in the same town. So we're we're real life friends. <laughs> I'm making a note to follow up on that. <laughs> yeah, let's do let's do that. Um but yeah, I you know I think there's there's so much information out there available to us that can help us become have a better understanding of ourselves and what's good for us because I think it's so easy to see. I think this is true with, with health too, that we'll see somebody doing something and they have a great body or they seem on social media, like they're so happy because it's social media. Um, but we're like, Oh, I'm going to start doing that one thing. Maybe they do CrossFit or maybe they're vegan or maybe they're doing the carnivore diet or whatever. It's like, what, but we're all so different that, like, just because that works for that person, doesn't mean that works for us. And I think that things like Enneagram, Human Design, all of those things help us to figure out and to be okay with with our differences. Like for me, one of the things for uh, Human Design was that I need to stop asking other people's opinions about things because I manifestors are designed to be the ones who um, kind of like. Um, Pave the way, right? Like they're the ones that are doing things that nobody else is doing. They're doing them first. Mm -hmm. So, if when people were using candles, if Einstein went up and said, I'm going to create this thing that you're going to put a switch, and it's like, but why? We have candles, we have light. Like people would have been like, "What, what are you talking about? But he did that, right? And thank God, because now we have. Electricity or you know, whatever. I know there's people I don't know. And I'm sitting here am like, did Einstein invent the light bulb? I don't know if that's right. <laughs> I, think but, Edison, I think it's Edison, but I honestly Edison like, oh. I don't know. But we get the point. Yeah. But you get the point of what I'm trying to say. But you know, and so when I would ask people certain things about my business or about life, and they'd be like, Well, actually you should do this, and I'm like, Oh, that makes logical sense. But like but then you're throw logic yourself. out the window. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, I don't need their permission or their opinion to do something. And that's where my light really shines, right? And so knowing all those things just helps give us permission. Yes. Oh, I love that. It's so true. It's a great, yeah, like you said it's a great tool to
1: have. I mean, believe whatever you want to believe, but if it helps you learn how to understand yourself and then you are able to love yourself, I think it's all worth it worth the benefit yeah. of that. Absolutely. Um there was something I was going to say, but I forgot.
0: <laughs> I'll come back to you. Okay. Give it a minute. <laughs> if it's meant to be, it will be. Yes, exactly. Interrupt me if it comes back. Okay. But so, you know, you've talked about kind of going through this journey of having anxiety, panic attacks, um, these self esteem issues, and it tying back in with with all the different um, movement mm-hmm. nutrition mindset. Um, For somebody who's maybe just starting their journey, what advice would you have for them? Or what advice would you have for a younger you?
1: Well, I have to say, definitely just start slow. Start with one thing a day. I mean, don't try to switch everything overnight. Um, You want this to be sustainable for you. Ah, this is what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, yes. Came back. Um, Good. We were talking about how we're, you know, we're all individuals. And that wow. was one of the core principles I learned from my nutrition school is that we're all bio-individuals. So what works for you may not work for me. And that's where Instagram and social media can get a little tricky because you see people, you know, post what I eat in a day. Well, that's wonderful. And it's great as like maybe some inspiration, but... Mm-hmm. really, you you need to work what's best for you. And there's so many aspects of that. But pretty much if you're just starting out on your health journey, I would suggest linking up with a coach. Um, because it's easier to have that support and accountability as you go along. Um, mm-hmm. I did a lot of it on my own. And I feel like if I had that support from the beginning, I would be so much further along than where I am now. Um, I actually offer lab testing through my health coaching. And this is about like, maybe you've heard GI mapping, allergy and sensitivity test, hormone, mineral test, adrenal test, like all these things to see where your baseline is for your health. And then that way you have a starting point of where you're at currently. And then you can, you know, run with that. You can take it to your doctors. You can go deeper with other, um, practitioners, but with a health coach, what is great is that it will actually help you implement the protocol you need in order to heal or restore or balance, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And that way you're saving time, saving money. You're not going down the wrong path that really might be hurting you in the long run. Um, So starting out, I think start slow, start small. If you're someone that drinks soda all the time, stop that and, you know, try just water. But really, I think for me, restriction is not always helpful. I think crowding out your plate with the healthy nutrient-dense foods really going to take you further because that kind of reverses the trickery to your taste buds from all the processed foods and the sugary foods. Mm -hmm. And over time, your body's like, you know, I don't really need all the soda or I don't really need all these donuts and whatever it is, you know? Mm -hmm. So start small, find out what works for you and
0: go from there. And I, I have to just uh, say something else about what you said about testing. I think testing is so, so huge. I've worked with um, different functional medicine doctors and acupuncturists and all these things over the last course of the last five years or so. And I've worked with people who their mindset was, well, let's try this vitamin and then let's try the supplement. And it's like, it, it was it took forever. And yeah. I ended up probably spending more money because I was tr- trial and error of all of these things. Yeah. And then I did testing. And at the time, I was eating multiple eggs every day. I was having salads. I was doing all these things. And then I did testing. I found out I have a chicken egg allergy. Every morning, I was causing more inflammation to my Mm -hmm. body because in the name of thinking I was making a healthy choice, Mm -hmm. right? And even though, yes, it might have cost me more money up front as I decided to do the testing, now I can be really, really intentional and get specific results that I wouldn't have been able to to get otherwise. So how do you feel
1: now that you're, you know, on the right path
0: for your health? Oh my gosh. It's night and day. Like I ended up finding out I had a chicken egg allergy gluten, which I kind of knew, but I wasn't really avoiding, um, baker's yeast, which was in a lot of gluten-free things Mm -hmm. that I thought I was making a healthy choice of. Um, and a couple of other like random things that, like tomatoes, like tomatoes are a healthy yep. thing. And I have a tomato allergy yep. and I've been feeling, my husband actually just made a comment to me the other day about like, wow, I've just, you have so much energy these days. See, And I'm like, oh, I didn't even notice it, but other people notice that. Um, and it's amazing just doing the testing and what a short time it was that I ended up getting results. I know.
1: I, I yeah. agree. I, I had a similar experience. I, um, Went to the Wellness Way here in Sarasota, and I had all my labs done, and yeah, I had a huge list of food sensitivities or allergies um, that was causing all my inflammation, and it was like things that I loved, like kale. <laughs> kale?
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Tomatoes, yeah. I'm like, this is not fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doing all the right things, and yeah. Really, it was harming me. But I have to say, once I started to get my gut back in shape, you know, being able to digest my fats and my proteins was huge. Um, I I feel like I can eat like I had tomato sauce last night and I was fine. Like, mm. I may not do that all yeah. the time, but I right. I didn't feel groggy. I didn't have that brain fog. I, mm-hmm. I didn't have the bloating. Like, so... Yeah, it's it's interesting what our bodies can do given the right resources and the right environment.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's so true. Um so on that note, I feel like this is a great time to mention that you have a special gift for all of our listeners today.
1: Yes, Yes, I do. So if you're listening, I am offering you a 10% discount off of my coaching program. Um and I'll have Liza link that for you as well. Um so yeah, if you're looking for a little extra support, a little boost to your health and wellness journey, I would love to talk to you. We can set up a free call where we can see if, you know, working together would be a good fit. But um, I just wanted to give you a little gift for for being here with us today.
0: Thank you, April. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, and I highly encourage you. And even if you're just curious, I mean, it's no pressure. Just get on the free call with April because, first of all, April is just an amazing human and just has such a great heart and is really like she said before she had a a business empowering women too so it's like her mission really is just to help empower women and get them to the freedom that she that that you're feeling now so um you know if you're listening to this and even if you're just a little bit curious um i would highly encourage all of you to to go on and do that and if you feel like you're ready i mean 10 percent off is such a, a fantastic a fantastic um to be able to work with an amazing coach who is highly educated, highly passionate. Um, so I definitely recommend that. Oh, and we have our our two truths and a lie. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm looking down at my notes here. I'm like, what did I scribble here? Okay. So, <laughs> so do you want me to our, remind you? Our three things. Yes. Okay. I lived in Atlanta. I lived in Amsterdam.
1: And I lived in Bermuda. Which one is
0: the lie? <laughs> okay, I'm going to take a guess. I'm going to take a guess. I don't think you lived in Amsterdam.
1: Yes, you're right. Did I get it right? You got it right. <laughs> I, uh, that was pure luck. <laughs> yeah, I i I went to, you know, I visited Amsterdam. I went to like an Eastern European tour with my friend. But no, I've never lived there. I've lived in Bermuda and I've lived in Atlanta.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I don't know why. I just, for some reason, I could see you in Bermuda. <laughs> I, like, I, do. I feel like that feels right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved oh, it. Awesome. I loved it so that's much. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, thank April, you. and just sharing so much of your wisdom with all of the listeners today.
1: Oh, thank you. It was an honor to be here. I hope I can come back again in the future. And yeah, if anybody wants to chat with me about health and wellness, just come find me. Uh, Instagram, nourished AF underscore is the name. <laughs>
0: Awesome. And I will put that link in the bio as well as um, the code to get 10% off and everything. So thanks so much. Thank you, Liza. You've been listening to the Free to Be podcast. I'm your host, Liza. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode.
1: You've been listening.